presence of God transforms lives and heals hearts. Let's learn today truths on how we can access His presence and release heaven into our daily lives. Welcome to Manifest His Presence with your host, Dr. Candace Smithyman. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited because we have stepped into this month of Shabbat. We're halfway through it already. This is the month of fruitfulness, the month where we learn to rest and abide in the Lord as he brings forth fruit. Yes, it is your time and your season. I know there's been some warfare. There's been a little bit of pushback since January, but listen, this is okay because all it's doing is revealing to you where your thoughts, where your heart needs to be. Remember, where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be as well. And so we want to position ourselves this month of February to really step in to bearing fruit for God. Just like John chapter 15, we want to abide in Him and we want to position ourselves that He can be who He is through us. He says He makes all provision for us. Remember, He supplies all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And so this is a month where we have to really put this in practice. What you learned in January, what was created was a peaceable fruit of righteousness. Learn Learning to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added unto us. So no matter what it is that you're going through in any capacity, you've got to press in to that place where God trained you and he taught you in the month of January to rest in him. Listen, folks, I'm doing the same thing, but you know what? God is showing and revealing to me every moment this month about the importance of resting in him and that he has all things taken care of. Now, I want to read a special scripture to you because this brings this home, this whole message home is John chapter five. I'm sorry, Joshua chapter five. Okay. And we find Joshua here getting ready to enter into the promised land. And the Lord calls all of the men to come together and to be circumcised. And so it says on Joshua chapter five, verse 10. It says on the evening of the 14th day of the month, while camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. The day after the Passover, that very day, they ate some of the produce of the land, unleavened bread and roasted grain. The manna stopped the day after they ate this food from the land. There was no longer any manna for the Israelites, but that year they ate of the produce of Canaan. Now, I want you to understand something. When the Israelites went from Egypt to the promised land underneath the mantle of Moses, okay, they learned to develop relationship with God. God showed up in very, very unique ways, right? Manna from heaven came. Quail was in their front yard. Um, they got water from a rock. All supernatural provision was made for them, okay? Even their, their feet did not swell. Their, their raiment or their clothes did not wear out. I mean, amazing things happen. And that was to reveal the goodness of God and him wanting to have relationship with them. Remember, the Israelites were a bruised people. They had been held in bondage, the word says, for over 400 years, right? And they'd been crying out for a deliverer. And so all of a sudden, 
this deliverer comes, Moses, and releases them. Uh, God uses Moses to release the people to bring them into the, to, uh, the wilderness before the promised land. But during this time, what is God doing? He's establishing relationship with them. He's revealing to the people who he is. Remember, they murmur and complain, even though they have all the provisionary needs met. They go through this process of trying to trust God. And what does he tell them? He says, listen, he says, I am allowing these things to happen, right? He says, so that you would know that every word that proceedeth from my mouth is where I want you to be. In other words, he was teaching them obedience. He was teaching them to trust him so that they would then be able to obey every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. And so this scripture here in Joshua reveals to us that the mantle is now passed to Joshua. The people go through the circumcision, right? And what is circumcision for us? That's the circumcision of the heart. That's where we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. There is a cutting away of the old and there is a birthing of the new, right? That's what happens when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The old goes away, the new comes. Water baptism is an outward sign of that inward change of circumcision that happens. And so they, the, the people were circumcised, right? Then they take the Passover. And then at this point, the Passover is, or the unleavened bread and the roasted grain is the first time they eat of the produce of the land. And it says, it is here that the manna stops. Now, why is this so important? Because when we talk about this month of Shabbat being the month of fruitfulness, God wants you to rest in the fact that you are circumcised and in a marriage covenant relationship with the Lord. Now, circumcision is a representation of covenant and covenant means that God is a covenant keeping God and that he loves us and he provides for us. And, and we are called to receive supernatural strategies from heaven to affect the world and to operate in the world. We're to listen to every word that proceedeth from his mouth, but we are to trust him for provision the entire time we are marching forward. And so we shift then, just like the Israelites, from being in that place of just learning to have relationship with God and hearing his voice to now being in a place where we're in a one relationship with God in covenant where we know there's no doubt relationship has already been established. There's no doubt now that we can trust him. We know we can. And so we then make choices and decisions based on the fact we know we can trust him. Okay. When you're in a marriage relationship, husband and wife, there needs to be that, that element of trust in that covenant where you know that no matter where you go or what you do, the one that you are beheld to loves you and is going to be faithful to you and is going to honor you. I realize some of you may be watching this and that wasn't necessarily the case in your marriage. Okay. However, that is the case in our marriage as the body of Christ to King Jesus. Okay. So he will never forsake us. He will never be unfaithful to us. He will be who he is all the time. And so don't use your worldly relationships as evidence of how things operate with God, because that's not the truth. That's trying to bring God down to your level and your understanding. You need to rise your understanding to who God is and know that he is our provider and is in covenant with us, okay? He is a covenant-keeping God. So what happens here in Joshua is after the mantle of Moses gets passed to Joshua, Joshua then takes the people into the promised land. It is then that, that the word says they eat of the fruit of the land, okay? So what it means is they're no longer 
in that place of waiting to establish relationship with God where they're just waiting for him to do something. Now they're waiting in a place of abiding in him where he is going to do it through them. All right, there's a covenant, there's a circumcision, and through them will bring about these great and amazing results because they're going to obey the voice of the Lord and they're going to trust him. They're going to trust him for all provision. Now listen, there's a key here. See, the enemy wants you to doubt where your provision is coming from, where your protection is coming from, where your acceptance is coming from. That's exactly what he wants you to do because if you do that, right, then you're going to find you're responding like you're not married in that marriage relationship with God, in that covenant relationship with God, you're going to be retreating or going backward to that space of who's going to provide for me. That's what the Israelites felt. See, they had been in bondage all those years. And so they kept thinking they had to make their way. And God was saying, listen, I'm a good God. I love you. I'm going to make provision for you. It took them 40 years to finally get that message down all under Moses. But then when the mantle was passed and Passover took place and the circumcision of the covenant took place, then we find that everything changes. Now, folks, that's where we are today. We are the children of the promise. You just came through first fruits. Remember, first fruit means promise. It means a promise to come. So we are the children of the promise. Now, what is this promise? This promise is that he will provide, protect, and accept us all the time, no matter what happens. And we should be making choices and decisions based on that covenant relationship. Come on, if that's the only thing you get out of this video today, then write that down. Because we're in covenant, he makes all provision, protection, and acceptance for us. We don't need to worry. We don't need to fear. We just need to walk it out in belief. That is where we enter into the space and place of bearing fruit for God. There's no way to bear fruit for God unless you rest in him. That's John chapter 15. He says, abide in me, remain in me. Then the, the fruit comes forth. Well, how are you going to remain in God or abide in him if you don't trust him? If your mind's always thinking about, how can I get this? When can I get that? What, what about doing this? It is a war of the mind, but that's exactly where the enemy wants you to be. He wants you to forget about covenant because covenant is what causes us to enter into a space and place of rest. And this is what that scripture is all about. In John, Joshua chapter five, they passed through and now they ate the produce of the land. Now, listen, I know a lot of you are praying, Lord, just send me some manna. Just send me something supernatural. Listen to me. Once you enter into the promised land, it's supernatural all the time. It's provision all the time because it's based on covenant. The Israelites need to have that relationship established. Once you graduate to a place of having relationship established, you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And I know some of you are saying, well, I'm still trying to establish relationship with God and I've been saved for 20 years. Listen, that's okay. But the Lord is taking you to a level of maturity. I'm speaking to you from that place of maturity and that place of knowing you are a covenant child of God. You are a royal inheritance to the king and he will make all provision for you. If you can change and shift your thinking in that area and you can begin to operate from that space and place, then what's going to happen is you will see the supernatural happen every day in your life because you're eating off of the relationship, the covenant relationship you have. They weren't in covenant before they, they, um, when they were in the desert for this 40 years, they entered covenant at that circumcision point before coming into the promised land. 
We are the children of the promise. We were the ones that were the promise to Isaac, okay? We were the the promised child was Jesus, and we are the brothers and sisters that come from him, okay? So we are all the children that come from the promise himself, and we are part of the promise to come. So I just want to encourage you today, move into understanding covenant relationship with God understanding what that means. If you haven't yet blessed the Lord with your first fruit offering, do that now. Why? Because what happened right after Joshua chapter five is Joshua chapter six. They went into Jericho. Jericho is a first fruit because after they entered the promised land, all right, they were met by the commander of the Lord's army who told them, all right, that they had instructions, Joshua had instructions to go and take Jericho, march around it seven times and the walls will fall. And then that was a first fruit city. That city was a city that was filled with treasure and blessing and everything. And it was holy and devoted unto the Lord. And they were called to bless the Lord in that space and place and give all things unto him. It's a first fruit city. All right. Now there's some things that happened there, which maybe I'll tell you about it another uh, time. But um, if we don't keep the first fruits, there are uh, consequences that come from that. And so we want to make sure that we keep in alignment. Jericho was a first fruit city. All things were to be given over to the Lord, holy and devoted unto him in that city. So we know that Jesus is the first fruit. We are the brothers and sisters that come from him. We are to bless the Lord with the first fruit offering, a holy and devoted thing saying, this is the promise to come putting you first father. So bless the Lord today with the first fruit offering, a ministry that is a blessing to you. Go and bless them. Remember what is a first fruit? It's the whole of something. It's not a portion. It's the whole thing. Just like Jericho was the whole thing to be given over to God as holy and devoted. And so we want to make sure that we stay in line with that. There's part of that Jericho story is that there was a guy named Achan and he went and he touched the first fruit. And then the next battle, AI, they lost because he touched what belonged to the Lord, the holy and devoted thing. So give the Lord your first wage of the year, your first sale of the year, your first month's salary, week's salary, whatever it is. My husband and I, we have blessed the Lord. I blessed the Lord multiple times this month with first fruits, first the first blessing that came into the ministry for the year. Then we blessed the Lord with, with a whole lot that God had given us for that month that was the whole. And so we want we are examples of what it means to set forth and believe God for first fruits offering at the beginning of the year. So I want to invite you to bless the Lord today. If you want to uh, bless him through our ministry, those funds go to help support our television outreaches. They go to support translation of our programs into Urdu. Um, our programs are uh, the fourth largest language in the world. We have a, a high Muslim population that watches our shows. So they go all over the world, uh, not only in English, but also in Urdu. Um, also, I have a passion for pulling children out of sex trafficking. And so we uh, take those funds and we send them to a variety of organizations that do that very thing. They go into the most difficult places, Africa, Costa Rica, India, 
right here in the United States, Mexico, and they help pull children out of sex trafficking. We need to protect our children and we need to position ourselves as givers to do that. And so, so Candace Smith Ministries does that. We want to make sure that we are a blessing. If you haven't yet signed up for my course, 2023 course, yes, whoa, I want you to come and I want you to be a part. It's not too late. The first class is February 7th is a day class, February 8th is a ninth class. And um, I want you to just type in 2023 course, get your invitation today to come and join. There's a big discount that you get. You come on with me. I want to teach you about the prophetic, the supernatural, uh, standing in faith, um, learning to walk in this covenant so you can see supernatural provision come from heaven, so you can learn to rest and be in a royal citizen of the kingdom of heaven. So make sure you sign up. Listen, these are live Zoom classes with me, one and a half hours a month. You're going to learn and grow so much and meet some other leaders too as well. This is your opportunity. If you haven't joined my Facebook group, join Dr. Candice's Prophetic Facebook group, okay? Make sure you sign up for that. Love for you to be part of the Facebook group and you can correspond with others who want to learn about the prophetic as well. So, all right, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. And God has great things for you here in this month of Shivan, and he's teaching you how to bear fruit, abide in him. Remember, he chose you. You didn't choose him to go and bear fruit. All right, be blessed. Share this with a friend. Thank you for joining Dr. Candice for today's podcast. For more resources and weekly prophetic words direct in your email box, go to our website at www.candicesmithyman.com, Facebook at Candice Smithyman, or Instagram at Candice Smithyman. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel. 